I mean, first of all, thank you. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I mean, it's it's a um, it's relaxing, it's fun, it's 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 engaging, and it's energetic. Um, the 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 most recent thing I've been working on, and, and I've been spending time for the last three months really focusing on it, is developing a a uh, a, a fun strategy uh, with uh, with colleagues from Caravan Earth on on impact funding um, and impact investment. And the areas that we focus on are, are ethical art, uh, traditional architecture, urbanism. We're looking at organic agriculture, um, areas in the space of education, and 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 handmade textiles. So it's quite an interesting space. It's a, it comes. Um, it's a nice, in my opinion, a crossover between what we currently also do. Like we we have two cohorts that are live in the agri food tech space, and another that in the in the creative industries. So this combination of creativity um, um, and and agriculture comes comes in a very nice way and urbanism. I mean, we all live in cities, and and um, these cities have an identity. And if we are not in some form or fashion involved in the um, um, uh, in the design of these cities and their future, basically, then probably um, and our children will come back and knock on our doors and say you did a you you did a lousy job. And so so I think I think that's a that's an exciting thing that I'm basically looking at today, um, and um, it's it takes you places, uh, you know, just like venture capital. The, the best thing about it is that you always meet. It gives you the opportunity to meet with young individuals um, um, with ideas, and that's what I always focus on. I focus on uh, people at that idea stage. Okay, so um, and I think that there are so many opportunities for those with ideas today to get the idea to uh, you know the mvp concept or to at least to get into a product level of of uh, an engagement with their audiences um uh, totally different versus maybe 2 years 3 years ago i mean if you if you cancel covid also but i mean the, the tools available to them are very very important and, and we want to have a balanced team we want to look for um uh, founders that that come together that know each other, um, who have a capacity to see the vi a vision for the future, um, who want to disrupt certain sectors that they exist in. But once they make that decision, they can deliver on that change with their current team. So, so it's not someone coming and saying, you know, I want $10,000 or $50,000 or $100,000. When you ask them why, it turns out that a lot of that amount that they're asking for is actually going to third-party individuals that... Uh, uh, will do things that they cannot do. Okay, now I can understand that in certain areas, but when it comes to you know, I, I make a distinction between core competency and support. Right? If 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 you're outsourcing your core competency, then you don't have a team. Right? But if you're outsourcing support areas where it's normal, I mean, you you might want to do a social media campaign. You might talk to someone in social media. But if it's about the design of the product, um, um, of of what you will be responsible um, uh, to uh, uh, to the investors or to yourself, frankly, I mean, to yourself and to the people that are now believers in what you want to do, I'm very picky about that going forward, and I'm also picky that they reflect and show their understanding of those tools available to them today that they can use to um, uh, get to the market faster. Uh, test the product earlier, um, um, uh, meet with people on a continuous basis. So when you look at those elements and opportunities, 
you find it to be quite an interesting and an exciting area to uh, to look at. Um, my learnings about investment, I mean, I, I come from, um, I mean, you and I have had the chance to meet with people that are from different places. So um, um, people can say that we are from the Middle East, right? Um, uh, depending on how you want to define the Middle East. But you'll find uh, that in reality, um, um, all those individuals with ideas um, are all very much similar and alike, whether they are in the U.S. or they are basically in, in, in Far East Asia, Latin America, Africa, you know, the Arabian Peninsula, regardless of what language they even speak. What's unique about some versus others is that some are actually trying to push out um, uh, uh, solutions that are driven by science or driven by some thinking. So some have IP and some, and some don't. Um, in other cases, some, which is quite also exciting to see, some are addressing a need and some are actually creating the need. And it's, it's not, so there, there's no um, um, right answer to the question, right? So everyone is trying to um, uh, deliver change. I think that's the best thing that we can use to describe. So it's, it's, um, uh, it's quite universal. And when you meet with startups all over the place, I think what MENA-based startups um, miss from day one is their aspiration for scale, okay? they. Um, they are uh, shy of pushing for real aggressive growth. And what that does is, is it, it, it allows them, or unintentionally, of course, it allows them to stay in their startup for sometimes years, right? And, and not doing that much. Um, although that much of what they should have done should have been worked on in the first three, four, five months, right? So that you can really push aggressively to get to where you want to be and then make a decision. Is this going to work or it's not going to work and move on to something else? So I think that's something that we still struggle with when it comes to um, startups from, uh, you know, from Amman, from Cairo, from Istanbul, from uh, you know, Riyadh, Doha, uh, uh, other places basically in general. I think that an overall um, um, uh, issue is that the... the uh, the, the the lack of opportunity to really scale to to push for scalability and to do that fast I and mean, I think I think that's one thing that people from Mina don't really focus on a great deal I think also many people from Mina when they design their uh, journey um, they don't consider I mean they focus on let's say they focus on you they focus on me they focus on those individuals that will give them the first um, 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 round of capital regardless of the amount, wherever you come from. But they don't focus on, okay, well, actually, if I'm raising capital today, I need to raise capital in six months from now, and then nine months from now, and then a year from now. Okay, so so that cycle of raising capital, if you're thinking in that logical framework, has to translate into your achievements. You can't go and ask for capital six months later or three months later without any achievements. Um, you can't go and ask for capital if you basically have not delivered what you said you want to deliver, okay? Um, um, and, and, and even if you don't deliver, you have to have a good reason and a good story of why you didn't deliver, okay? So I think that the, the um, uh, founders need to be uh, very attentive to the journey and also to value drivers, you know? Okay, so 
if you want to keep, let's take a model. If you want to keep bringing investor A, B, C, D, and whatever, um, and let's assume on a seven or ten percent uh, uh, equity or share of the cap table every round they come over, um, you you really need to be um, then again well tuned to say, okay, well if I raise thirty thousand on a three hundred thousand dollar valuation, now I'm going to go out and raise a hundred thousand, let's say, um, for a million dollar valuation. You have to have those value drivers well well written in your mind that are convincing for people to say, yeah, I mean, if you ask me for a valuation even greater than that, I don't mind, okay? Because you're really doing something and you're moving things. And the last thing that I find, sorry, okay. please. No, no, go ahead. The last thing I find uh, an opportunity that we in the Middle East do have and others don't actually, unfortunately, it's crisis, okay? So I say crisis where, I mean, this brings me also to the the uh, the opportunities for us to do things in a different way. We have we are witnessing a lot of crisis. You talk about the south of Turkey. You talk about uh, Syria. You still talk about Yemen. You talk about uh, unfortunately other places in Africa, and and that's not just also unique to us. It goes into Central Asia. But a lot of people are trying to reset their lives and they want to do something and they're trying to achieve something and. And that reset is an opportunity for really bright minds to solve issues on a much grander scale, right? So how do I address education going forward? Am I going to look at it in the same way that I did for the last 50 years? Or am I going to look at it in a way that's totally different? Can I create something that's totally disruptive? I, I'm asking my children, you know, I've decided that if you're 15 and 14, I'm going to treat you from a mental capacity as if you're 20 and 25. I mean, I'm not going to keep treating you as a child always. And I've been asking my children is to think about their future in a way that fits the challenges of the time. Okay, so, um, um, and, 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 I, and we're inviting them to think about how their cities and countries would look like and what type of interventions do they want to do. We have poverty um, in, in, in uh, so crisis is one thing that, um, um, uh, I mean, it's, it's not unique to us in some ways, but in some ways it is. But also poverty across the board. We have countries that live in 60% under the poverty line, and we have others that have hit, because of crisis, 80% under the poverty line. So disruptive solutions can, can, can um, you know, level the playing field. You can help the farmer get his produce to the market with disruptive solutions in our, in, in our situations. And you can see economic and, and, and commercial impact drive that relationship. Okay. And you can use technology and design and innovation to address these issues where you are now an active contributor to a better tomorrow. So I think overall that these, these um, 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 uh, principles are the guiding principles of what we want to do at VentureX. And they guide us in terms of the partnerships that we want to create. I mean, you and I, we always talk to each other because we think like each other. I mean, we like each other. We basically, you know, just, you know, it's a... Um, um, when I think about something, I'll think about you and you might think of issues and you might think about me and because, and, and there are many others like us that we reach out to because we, we you know, we want to do things, um, um, uh, collectively. Right. And I think that really summarizes, um, what we're trying to achieve, um, um, and, and, um, and the exciting times that we want to take forward. I'm going to be spending time, as I said, in London, I'm going to be going in October and November. I'm going to be spending a lot of time in the U S and I'm going to be telling people and pitching them the idea that MENA makes sense. 
and that um, uh, our part of the region, our part of the globe, um, actually is a good place for uh, rolling out your ideas, validating your concepts, launching from the region, and and it's either our region or anything like us, right? So it's uh, you might find a lot of similarities between Latin America and between the Middle East, right? So I think overall, um, it's it's our responsibility to uh, walk the aisles, as they say, and spend quality time, not a week, not two, you know, stay for a month, two, three, um, sleep over with friends and family, right? And talk to people and tell them we are relevant, we have challenges, and um, and we think that we can add uh, towards a better future, a better tomorrow. And I think that you you over there in terms of investors, LPs, can also do that. And I think that's really a nice journey to be involved in. So that's what I'm doing right now. I mean, uh, Yusuf, thank you very much for this great beginning. So um, what are the biggest changes you have seen in the Middle Eastern startup ecosystem, North Africa, let's call it also, over your uh, career i mean 10 years time 15 years time like what key ingredients are still missing because uh, there is not a template for making a silicon valley in different geographies of the world but still there should be something it's not only finance so what should be done in this uh, broad region what do you think about that i think the Unfortunately, I mean, if I look at uh, 20, you know, 10 years ago, from 2013 until 2023 right now, and we're closing the year in, in a couple of months, we're not, not seeing ideas. Um, and it's for only one reason, is that um, we, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be a philosopher about I'm trying to create a philosophy about why this and this and that is not really working. But I can just tell you, as an investor, what I would want to see. Um, I want to see more more university students launching companies and startups. Okay, um, um, I think that a campus with thirty thousand, forty thousand, sometimes seventy thousand students um, should be launching at least a couple of hundred to a thousand startups every year, right? And that's not happening. Um, I think that talking, you know, I, I, I hear a lot of people talking about. Uh, uh, policy and legislation and, and and what you have, but these issues don't stop people from launching a startup, from launching a startup. And I underline, I'm going to say it again, from launching a startup. These are things that maybe down the road, a year, two, three, four, five, will impact you. But just to get an idea off the ground, uh, and even to shut it down in many jurisdictions and many uh, uh, countries. You know, if you launch a, a, a startup today and you incorporate it as an LLC, and after three, four, five months, you find that it's not really worth it, and you want to shut it down, you're not going to face a big issue in shutting it down. Okay, it's only after your first year that you start to basically find it more complicated and and, and difficult to shut down a company, let's say. But even even before you launch a legal vehicle to represent you as an entity. Many investors will give you cash and money on, on on the back of a piece of paper. I mean, they're not going to basically be, um, 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 uh, you know, insisting that they have to be part of uh, of of uh, a legal entity. So I think that the, if I want to say the twenty eighty rule, I think it's 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 uh, 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 startups being launched in Mina ten years, and we're still talking about, uh, you know tens, hundreds, and, and, and we're still stuck in that space, which is really unfortunate. 
What it does, and that's the catalyst for everything else. If you have numbers, then you have investors. Then you have investors who will feel that they need to visit Mina. I mean, you and I know if some, in some, some of our some of our friends that we basically talk to. I mean, if they visit our region, they probably can visit it a couple of years later, and probably maybe they'll see the same people. Okay, not always, but that might be the case. So, and, and I'm talking about at the city level, when when someone looks at Mina across the board. You know, it becomes complicated to also navigate, but you're talking about over 800, you know, depending on, on, on what's part of MENA, but you're talking between 400 to 600 million people. So, so ideation and pushing out ideation is something that um, is not happening. Um, I'm not convinced with the reasons why people are, uh, why people are using, you know, um, um, excuses, let's say, for why this is not happening. Another issue that I find uh, challenging is the dependency of our ecosystem on government and you know, INGOs. And I think that that's always good to launch, but that was like 10 years ago or five years ago or three years ago. But, but if you want to see things going forward, we need to see, and it also brings me back to the first point, but we need to see logic in the ecosystem that's so attractive for all investors to come on board. And, and we need to be inclusive. An investor is an investor. It doesn't mean that that investor has to be labeled angel investor, for example. I mean, maybe that word doesn't fit us in our part of the world. An investor is an investor. And if you look at, uh, you know, places across, I mean, if you look at Cairo, uh, you know, Beirut, uh, Damascus, uh, Istanbul, Azmir, um, um, uh, Jeddah, uh, Dammam, uh, Dubai, uh, Sana'a, Hudayda. If you look at places across our, if you you know all, all the ports across the Mediterranean and the Red Sea and 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 our um, um, linkages, you know from uh, Central Asia like uh, in Azerbaijan, going into Iran, Pakistan, and even further, we have a, a, a legacy of centuries of being trading families. We trade, we do business, and and we have a lot of people that make investments. So I think that it's important for us to push for more people to get involved in what we do and get them to, to be very much excited about the lost opportunity if they're not involved. You know, you're missing on something by not being here, okay? Uh, there's a great idea that's, go that's going to be shared and, and uh, you're not going to be there to listen to it. And if you're not there this, this week or that week, then you're probably, I mean, you know, demo days become very exciting. Everybody wants to be part of a demo day because if he's late to the demo day, he's late to the party, Everybody's basically gone away with the opportunities and he's not going to basically be capable of making that investment. So I think that overall, um, we need more people involved and we, and, and, and we need more funds to be launched. Okay. Um, I think that it's, you know, what you're doing and, and, and what we're trying to do and what others are basically working on is launching funds and um, uh, launching funds at at the, at at the different stages, but specifically at that stage of ideation, is very important for us to basically make a difference going forward. So in ten years, um, I've seen unfortunately, and the numbers speak for themselves. If you look at the performance of years over years, you might see and do some analysis that uh, in some cases it, it we we need to be much more aggressive on campus to get those ideas out. Um, or have more platforms. I mean, one of the reasons I used to love Startup Istanbul is that it was this global platform that used to bring people 
into one space. So it was like a, a one a, a go-to address where I can see hundreds of startups coming from all over the region and sometimes even all over the world. Um, 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 and I don't need to, uh, and they're all similar. They're 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 all thinking in some, you know, alike in some form or fashion. Uh, they come from similar backgrounds in in, in certain cases. But it became at you know a a a um, uh, a very interesting platform for us to meet with people of that kind. Um, I think it's important for us to make those events uh, accessible. I mean, by it that if you if you have an event in Jordan, so people in Jordan can 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 you know Jordanians can can go to that event. In Cairo, it's for the Egyptians. In, Le in Lebanon, it's for the Lebanese. And, and you keep basically building on that, right? Um, uh, because startups generally might or should find it difficult to keep flying over from place to place to attend an event for three, four, five days. I mean, that's a chunk of cash. It's a lot of money. So I think overall, these are the things that um, I've witnessed or seen across these last 10 years. And I would love to see us... Um, you know, my best my best an an analogy or, or 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 description is that our ecosystem, if I want to use that word, is an MVP. Okay, we've shown the MVP. We've shown it works, right? Everyone who comes and says, "Okay, I mean, do you have does VC work in our region?" Yes, it does. We've shown it works. Now we want to roll it out. Now we want to scale it up. Okay, so I think that. Um, um, we want to go to that second stage of where we all collectively go out and pitch the world and tell them Mina makes sense, Mina make, Mina works, and 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 we are very and we should be very attractive to any capital that comes our way. Mina has been vibrant recently, especially Saudi has pouring lots of finance about startups for a couple of years. Then, do you think that it will change uh, the uh, structure and how will it affect in the long term? Um, I mean, I think that when you say, uh, to understand, when you say that we are pouring capital, who's pouring the capital is the question, right? I um, think so the government has been uh, uh, very uh, close to the uh, these kinds of uh, financing uh, around funds of funds and also startups directly as well. So as far as I uh, have been experiencing uh, Dubai, United Arab Emirates, uh, generally, and Saudi has been um, wishing to be the center hub for the startups for a couple of years. I mean that is that is that is true, okay. And and my but my concern always is that we need it's it's for you and I to leverage that opportunity. Uh, if you look at the so the decisions made three, four, five years ago, are still available to us for the next five years, right? Because funds of funds um, um, have have either an open-ended uh, term or some of them have mandates. They need to deploy this in a specific timeline or in a specific window of opportunity. So if I look at, uh, and, and yet are they enough to really change, um, uh, to create that paradigm shift that we want? Um, um, we need more. I mean, I, I think that's that's the uh, the message that they also understand. But but with what we have available to us, we need to show results, right? We need to show um, uh, uh, more more startups, more funds, more successful journeys, more successful stories, and we need to basically show that because it is an opportunity for us to do so. And if we and if we are successful, we will then be capable of 
um, attracting the interest of government to stay with us on a continuous basis. Okay, um, government is doing this because they believe that this will be hopefully um, 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 an economic uh, sector that will play a, a, a strong role in addressing growth requirements for their respective markets and economies. And 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 if we don't show results as a sector, um, like anyone, I mean, look at it from an investor perspective, right? I'm still saying this is the MVP. They'll basically just, you know, it's time for you to shut down, right? You, you're not doing a good job. Um, um, uh, you need to revisit whatever it is that you're doing. So if we look, if we let them wear the hat of a VC, um, and and to use that to judge our performance, um, uh, we have a great golden opportunity to leverage. But five years um, or five years later, and if I'm looking at this on a very large, uh, lo longer cycle, um, um, we need to show big, bigger numbers, um, uh, larger you know, ticket size of investments. Uh, we need to show multiple exits, okay, uh, um, um, many exits coming from the region, um, and and we need to have the variables localized in our own market. So. Um, you know, I don't need to wait for someone coming from the U.S. or Europe to make an acquisition of my startup that I've been working on for the last four or five years. You know, maybe an Aramco can come in and make an acquisition um, because this is an interesting tech in the oil space, right? Or uh, Hospital A can make a, a very interesting acquisition because they want to be involved in 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 in, in the startup ecosystem from a tech perspective. So overall, I think that um, we have a great opportunity to leverage. Um, but but I'm always looking at the side or at the you know at the other side of the coin, and I'm asking myself um, and you know what 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 when and where will this uh, stop? Because we're not delivering the results that they are looking for as government agencies that have done a lot to help us. Okay, so I think it's really a a, a big a big area of focus and responsibility on our shoulders to deliver some results. I completely understand you. Another uh, question uh, is failure supposed to be embarrassed? I, I mean, should be um, in especially the uh, West world, it is embraced. And is it mentally taking hold in MENA, especially in this broad geography as Turkey as well? Uh, or is it there is still a stigma or uh, how do you... Uh, take failure in this uh, aspect? I mean, you know, I, I don't know about the, the stigma of failure. Um, I think it's the, um, it's really the lack of confidence in, in, in the system. Uh, probably that's how I would say, I mean, or, or what I would basically uh, uh, you know, communicate. I think that the, uh, the biggest issue here is that I mean, if you look at the opportunity cost of someone starting a startup in the region, in the Arab world, um, um, in the Middle East, the uh, it's not that much, right? I mean, if I'm a fresh graduate coming out of school and I'm and and, and I'm the best, I mean, I'm the head of my class, um, and I just did four years of engineering, I probably will get. I mean, I'm just going across, maybe excluding GCC, but I'll both probably get uh, between six hundred to nine hundred dollars a month. Okay. So when you look at it, the decision to start a business um, in that context um, and you know being afraid of failure in the first one or two years is not that much. 
I think it's, it's uh, I mean, we use the word failure, um, but I haven't, to be very honest, I mean, in terms of the people that I have spent time with, invested with, uh, um, uh, it, it, it was it was confidence in the system that they didn't have more than um, a fear of failure. Okay, at least I'm talking about my personal experience. I mean, yes, people do do, do talk about it, but not as much as I was expecting. Um, I find that um, uh, the questions that come my way are so, okay. So I did this. I'm 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 working on this. Will this continue? You know, I, I mean, does uh, will will I find the second round of investment? Um, 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 and because the fallback is is quite easy and to be you know I mean the the fallback is what if 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 it doesn't work I'll basically go back and um, uh, uh, get a job but then again it's not that much of a lost opportunity when you look at the quality of the jobs available to you so so I guess it's 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 a it's a an argument that is still out there okay as they so there are those that are attributing. Um, uh, the stigma of failure as a reason of why people sometimes don't get engaged and involved. Um, in my opinion, it's it's, and I, I know that may, many might see it differently, but in my opinion, it's not. It's not the fear of failure. It's the lack of confidence that the system can carry me. Okay, that the cycle can carry me, and therefore I'll go to um, this uh, 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 other opportunity. That's not an opportunity to begin with, right? But you know, six hundred dollars a month. $700 a month is better than nothing. Okay. Um, you know, I think, I think that's, that's, that's very important to highlight. I think also is that what we miss as, as people is that um, we miss the, the, the reality of the economic situation that these founders live in. Okay. So for the opportunity cost for someone from, for some to walk away from his family and I think that's really where it becomes quite, uh, you know, quite important. Is that, is that the basic element here is, the family asks the founder is, can you avoid, can you afford, being away from that six hundred dollar a month job, okay? So, um, uh, and again, when I when I've had, I mean, you know, doing over two hundred plus investments and, and and working with even more when it comes to startups and founders. Um, and this is a dipstick. This is not research. I'm not telling you that we did, we, we did something that is universal. But but the the message I keep getting from so many people is that uh, uh, it's it's about it's about the system. It's not about fear of failure, and it's about the responsibility that I have and towards my family. And therefore, can I afford to be away from you know after university after I graduate? And this brings me back to the opportunity of telling students launch while you're on campus. Your first startup should not be after you graduate. Your first startup should not be uh, after two, three years of work and opportunity. Uh, um, and you're trying to walk away from the job. No, your first startup should be while you're on campus. Because then you don't have the, the, the burden of responsibility um, to go back to your family and tell them, you know, I just graduated with honors, but I'm not going for a job. Uh, what the hell are you going for? I'm, I'm going to go and do a startup. Are you, you know, are you out of your mind? I mean, we need to put food on the table. And that's really something that many really don't appreciate um, of the challenge of that when you talk about people from the Middle East and in many and and across the globe. It's not a, it's not a it's not unique to us, right? It's 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 a global issue. And and startup founders should not be 
uh, uh, the affluent looking to do the next exciting thing. Um, um, I mean, you know, startup founders should be the people that are really hustling to get things done. They want to make a difference in the world and make a difference for themselves. So, um, um, and and I'm and I'm you know I'm um, I'm very much concerned that we sometimes not always but we might be missing uh, or or uh, or not, not we're not missing the boat but in a way if what I want to say is that people are missing this this boat of opportunity because we're not appreciative of the reality that they live in. And that we need to basically invite them and help them launch while they're on campus. So I'm going to keep saying this a lot of times. Do your first startup while you are on campus, okay? Um, um, because if you if you are successful, then your family will love you, right? And if you fail, then no one is going to care right? because you're doing it while you're still on campus. No one is expecting you to to be successful. And and if we look at it, remember in our accelerators, we always say it's a three month cycle. So you can do four startups every. You can do four startups every every year. You can try. Let's say okay, you do you know two startups every year. So between your third and fourth year, you can do four tests, four different startups, and I hope that one of them will get off the ground, and 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 give you something that is by far better than that six hundred or eight hundred dollars a month that you were waiting for after you graduate. It'll give you income. It'll give you something that income will never give you in a job. To give you wealth because now you're an owner of equity in that startup. So I think that we need to focus on that more and more, and uh, we'll find that the stigma that we that many people talk about that they are, that there's this uh, stigma that you know of failure doesn't really exist. It's it's just a matter of um, uh, uh, we need to be the ambassadors to these young minds and tell them we are going to back you up. We're not going to let you down. We're going to work with you night and day to raise capital for you, to make you access cash, to give you opportunities to have to, to find grants for R&D purposes if you're doing heavy work on, on, on IP and, and, and so forth. It's our responsibility to build confidence with that generation that this uh, uh, entrepreneurship and venture capital space really works and can, great, and, and can help you, you know, create great stories. So my last question is, what motivates you personally to keep, I mean, investing your time, especially your uh, also uh, uh, money in startups uh, after so many years in the field? Um, if anything, you know, it's, it's, the, um, it's the excitement that these people give you, right? Um, you know, you could work in a job and probably, um, and, and we could, in some cases, even some of us can go and have an early retirement program, right? It's the, it's the opportunity to see people with, that are smarter than you, um, uh, that have ambitions that are bigger than you, okay? Um, and, that, and, and who want to change the world and it's your opportunity. You're giving this gift. You are given this gift by them sitting with you. It's not, it's not the other way around, right? It's a gift of these individuals sitting with you and saying, I think you can help me, okay? I think you can help me deliver the change that you want. It's, I want that change, but I can't do it. They can. And that is so exciting. Um, it's, it's, um, it's just really, uh, uh, it creates a level of energy that, and at least for me so far, that keeps you going, right? It's, it's um, uh, and I think really, um, as, as long as I keep witnessing that and seeing it, 
I mean, that's really the the the, the biggest driver of why um, one keeps doing it for how you know for I mean what we've been I've, I've been doing this since now 2012. I mean, I, I wasn't in the space before, and I still find it as exciting as ever. Yusuf, thank you very much. Uh, it's always pleasure to have the conversation and looking forward to meet physically in Istanbul as soon as possible. Looking forward to it. I mean, you take care then.